What I want to know that is it true that an Olympic village is just a complete sex fest? Yeah, pretty much. Like they have condom vending machines everywhere in the village. Really? If he gets gold, I'll get a tattoo of comments. Top choosing. All right, the comment, <laughs> whatever the top comment is on this video. This is dangerous. If Dylan gets gold, I promise on our TikTok, I promise on my life, I'll get a tattoo of the, whatever the top comment says. <laughs> What's cooking? Welcome back to the Game Chat Podcast. Once again, always a pleasure, never a chore to have you on board. Now, today's episode is a little bit different. It's a little bit unique. And if you're new around here, you'll come to realize that this is the only podcast in the world held inside a Call of Duty Game Chat. And because of that, no two episodes are the same. Like, for instance, we've gone from interviewing someone who's been in jail to now interviewing a Paralympic athlete. And if you're wondering how a Paralympic athlete chose the Game Chat podcast, well, why wouldn't they? It's the best podcast in the world. Now, one of our good mates, Dylan, we grew up playing Call of Duty with him and we went to school with him. He is racing at the Tokyo Paralympic Games this year on Thursday, the 2nd of September. But the idea of this podcast, we just thought a lot of people are struggling right now with this whole COVID stuff and being locked down. And it sucks, man. Like, you can't go out and see your friends. You can't go out and do the things that make you happy. And you can't go out and find those escapes you usually would from everyday life. And we are thinking of you. That's why we wanted to do this podcast. We just hope you can take one bit of advice from this person who's grown up with genuine struggle in his life and turn it into something good. That's all I want. And if you are having dark thoughts in this time, there's nothing wrong with it. This is a time that no one in the history of life has ever experienced, okay? Of course, you're going to have dark thoughts. But make sure you contact Lifeline 13 11 14 for a chat because a chat can genuinely save your life or someone else's life. And that's what we want to do with this podcast. We want to show you that when you do sit down with a mate and have a chat, you know, some good stuff. There's some gold nuggets in here. So I really do hope you enjoy it. And yeah, without further ado, there's only one more thing left to do. Apart from me spitting bars, let the soundtrack take it away. Let's do this. Okay, so um, this is a pretty unique story. So how about you just tell us what happened when you were born? I just slid right out. One leg short of the other, four toes, all normal. We kind of skipped over the fucking whole detail. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be listening going, what the fuck? No, but yeah, basically, that's the interesting thing about this story is... um. So you were born... What, what, what even is it? Well, the main part of it is congenital fibula hemanelia. Yeah, so like basically in shorter terms, you are born with one leg that's shorter than the other. And also basically missing half the shit in my leg. Like I don't have an ACL either, as you can Whoa. tell by my knee. And so all these footy players whinging when they do the ACL. You don't even need it. I don't know what they whinge about. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two things to become a footy player. Message underage women and do your ACL every season. <laughs> So just to explain to people that obviously hasn't seen you in real life, how much shorter is the leg compared to your good leg? Well, it's pretty massively shorter. Without actually like 20 surgeries, it would have been amputated. It just would have been hanging there like a like a black man's dong. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely one way to explain it. What a visual for the audience. So, well, you said you had 20 surgeries? Uh be over 20. And what were like these procedures mainly doing? Uh, focusing on leg lengthening, so... The biggest one would be the Lizarov frame, which is, you probably remember that from primary school, which is the um, that massive metal frame that goes around your leg with a metal that bar. That looks so painful. Into the bones. Yeah, so for people listening, basically Dylan would come to school with a massive metal frame on his bad leg and the metal would be penetrating in his skin and would be connected to his bones. And like, what was that supposed to do, Dylan? Stretches the, stretches the bones, lengthens it. Oh my days. So over time, it's just stretching. Yeah, pretty much. That's the simplest way to put it. 
And you weren't really allowed to do much either. Like, you were pretty sedentary. Yeah, I was in a wheelchair. You can't do much in a wheelchair, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely not. If, like, for instance, if I had to go in a wheelchair now, knowing what I knew now, like, I'd be fucking devastated. But, like, do you think it helped that you didn't have to, like, it's kind of all you knew? Yeah, I guess so. Like, um, before that, I think that was when I had the lower body cast on, so I was literally getting around in a skateboard. So that's how I got around the house, literally just riding around the skateboard because I had no function in my legs because I was broken at calf. And what are the chances of being born with something like this, like numbers-wise? I think it's one in 20 million. And that's most of those are mild as well. And do you sit there? Like, have you sat? Obviously, you would have sat there and go, one in 20 million. Like, why the fuck is it me, cunt? I could have won the lottery, but I got this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How do you deal with that shit? Is it just like that mindset of just got to keep moving forward? It is what it is. I can't change it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, what are you going to do about it? So, you got to make the most of it. And I mean, without the leg, I wouldn't be going to the Paralympics, which is a pretty big thing. You definitely did make the most of it, eh? So, that's just like goes to show if you make the most of your situation you're in. You never know what can happen. The way you perceive the world would dictate how you interact with it is a saying I like. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like if you go around playing the victim all day, then you're going to be treated like the victim. You're not going to get anywhere. So not many people would know this, but you went to Rio and competed. So you've been in an Olympic village at an Olympic Games. Can you explain to us what's that actually like? I mean, surely you'd have some funny or crazy stories or experiences. A couple of moments in Rio, I guess. I was a interesting place go on like we weren't allowed to go anywhere near the favelas or anything because like back then it was a massive terrorism and um risk especially for the athletes they had military on every street corner in brazil in rio when we were there yeah wow big ass assault rifles like you're in cod the village is even worse like there's just guns everywhere essentially yeah um yeah you couldn't flush the toilet paper down the toilets in brazil what like, their pipes are too small, so... What? Um, yeah, basically, you have to put it in a bin next to the um next to the toilet and hope the cleaners no. come. Otherwise, your apartment stinks like shit. That's stinky. What? <laughs> Wait, so you can flush the shit down, just not the toilet paper? Yeah, because the toilet... The pipes aren't big enough or something. It's a thing in Brazil. I've done some pretty big shits. How does the shit fit down and not the toilet paper? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a... I focus on the dumbest details sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to move the conversation forward and I'm just still confused. How does the poo not go down the tube? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'll just be able to whiteboard tonight. Just trying to figure it out. Matt Damon of Goodwill Hunting. It is weird, by the way. They have, they have the sewage pipes full built out, yet they can't take the one thing that pipes need to, like, flush down. So you, just a visual experience, you're wiping your ass, and instead of just putting it in the toilet, you're just like, oh, let me get the bin and just put it in the bin. You have to pick it up. Yeah, put it in the bin and hope the cleaners come. Oh, my days, bro. You may as well just poo in the bin. I'd probably shit in the bin, eh? I'd be like, fuck you, Brazil. I'm shitting in your bins. Imagine going through that and try to prepare for the biggest race of your life. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've got to go for a shit, boys. Shit's, shit's turned into half an hour shits. One He's of the guys was just was notorious for having the worst shits as well. So I think oh, he man. actually clogged it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to he say, actually... you're in trouble if you get like food poisoning and you have diarrhea. Oh my gosh. Oh, eh. <laughs> um, I can't. That bin, bro. Poor cleaners, eh? What I want to know, that is it true that an Olympic village is just a complete sex fest? To the point where last Olympics they had to put in bamboo beds because they're just afraid that everyone's just going to get it on. Is that true? Yeah, pretty much. Like, they have condom vending machines everywhere in the village. Really? Bloody hell. Yeah. Is it that? Like, why? Why do people do that? 
Well, I guess it's young people. Everyone looks good. They're all confident. Yeah, all they're these professional athletes who have literally just achieved their dreams, won gold medals, and then they figure, well, let's have a giant party. <laughs> giant Olympic orgy. So all the bins in Rio's are full of condoms and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Fuck yeah. I remember one day we were walking around the village and there was this old Chinese man out front of the vending machine just um twisting it, like getting heaps in it. He was an old Chinese man, like... <laughs> oh, so he's... Well, bro, he was fucking... This guy fucks. This guy fucks. <laughs> it, was, it was scary. <laughs> and he just makes eye contact and then goes back to what he's doing. You're like, oh, okay. Wow. Well, I suppose, yeah, because like... Yeah, you're restricted in your village, but do like other countries have sex with each other, or is it just Australians having sex with Australians? I oh, know it's yeah, you can go wherever you want, but I mean, it's easier with the um, it's a lot easier with your own country because like all the parties are organised within the countries. Hopefully, in Tokyo, we bring home this gold, we fuck a chick, and that sounds like a great <laughs> Olympic Games in my opinion. Yo, so this next part of the podcast, uh, we dive into the mental side of it. What's it like to grow up with a disability and dealing with all those mental challenges? And in this day and age with COVID going around, mental health and mental illness is more important than ever. And I want anyone to know out there, if you're struggling, I really hope this helps you in any way, shape or form. Even if it's the tiniest bit, even if you can grab some perspective from it and take it into your own life, I really hope this next bit of the podcast will because it certainly helped me. So yeah, enjoy. So growing up and going throughout high school and even in nowadays, with your condition, do you feel as if you're so much different to other people and does that have an effect on you or if so, how do you kind of deal with that sort of stuff? A lot of the time that um, like I could still play and do anything that anybody else could do. It's like um, everybody else has, yeah, like I'm thinking like the opposite of a head start. Like everybody else has this head start over me, but I'm still able to do everything that they can do and like try not to complain or anything about it like I'm not going to try to use it as an excuse like you start using excuses that's just your first way of um, saying giving yourself an excuse to lose that's why I always like to say that I'm going to get a gold medal in Tokyo like I can beat Sergei's because I don't want to admit that somebody can beat me before I give them the chance to prove it like I want to have in my mind that I'm the best out there that's facts bro yeah, like if you say, oh, I'm just going to be happy with a medal, like when you're in contention for that gold, you're yeah. essentially saying, yeah, there's a good chance I'm not going to win. Where if you're saying I'm yeah. I'm getting that gold every day, that's what you're thinking about. You've just proved that if you don't think about the negatives and they really don't exist that much. Like obviously it's physically there, but if you don't think about it, then you can kind of just make them not seem that big. You've got to be able to believe in yourself. Like if you don't believe that you can do something, then it's pretty unlikely you're going to be able to do it. So that would just be your advice to like literally, even like if there's someone out there thinking, oh, I don't fit in or I don't know if I can do this, it would just be like, just stop focusing on what you can't do and just start focusing on what you can do and just roll with it. You just got to try not to care about what other people think, especially, especially people that you don't really care about. Mm, 100%. Like their, their opinion is not going to make any difference to your life mm. in the long term, especially. Yeah. Like, I know it's hard to block it out. Like, it's hard for anyone, like those voices go around your head but um i guess you just gotta focus on what you think and surround yourself with those people that can help you achieve what you want to achieve that's especially what i've done that's the thing you can't care what other people think of you because even if you had both normal legs people would still talk shit about you <laughs> that's just the way life's gonna be everyone's gonna find something they'll always find something but it would be especially hard for you because like i would just just looking from my perspective, it'd be like, you can't control what happened to you. Like, if I was, for instance, if I was fat and then someone started bullying me for being fat and I was like, nah, stuff this, I'm sick of it. 
maybe that would drive me to get skinny but it's like if someone started being a shit bloke to you because of what happened to you you, you literally can't change it i feel like some people would just yeah. fold under that sort of pressure and then that's when they get real depressed but the fact that you haven't that's pretty impressive especially those ones that you can change like um what we were saying before about you play the victim you're going to be the victim did you ever go through stages where it's like why has this happened to me sort of thing like i've had here and there where like yeah why is this why can i just have two good legs sort of thing yeah but like as we always say you just gotta keep moving on like being all that's gonna do is just get you all sad and depressed so there's yeah and you won't do anything no point in living like that yeah like it's not it's not like if you cry a certain amount of tears it's gonna make it better that's true hey eh? that's so true i've never heard that saying before eh? but like i said that is so true and like don't get me wrong it sucks when people say something mean about you you get those people out there and say oh we'll just don't care about what other people think but with days like social media and all that it's in your face but my advice would be, and I'm sure you'd probably agree with me, that if you just find something you like doing and you start to write down things you actually love about yourself and you work towards your goals, that will give you confidence. You'll grow as a person because you are working towards something that is difficult. And therefore, once you start to gain a bit of confidence, you'll realize that, yeah, these people can say these things about me, but at the end of the day, if I let it affect me, that's going to affect my goals. That's going to affect where I want to be in the future. So you're letting them win. Whereas you go, fuck that, fuck these people, I'm going to show them. I'm going to use that as fuel and then become better because of it. It's one of those things where you can't let it keep you down your whole life. you just got to keep moving. 100% and like because I've been like reading heaps of shit on the law of attraction and like becoming happier and bro it's literally all about in yourself no one else is going to make you happy so it wouldn't even matter what you look like how much you weigh anything like that you're the only person that can make yourself happy because no one really at the end of the day you go to sleep your head hit that, hits that pillow it's you and your mind like you can't just make somebody love you that's going to make you it's going to make everything better 100% you can like, you, people are going to feel the way they feel that you cannot do anything about that Sure, it's unfair that they say or they feel that way or they say those things, but it's like if you let it affect you, that's kind of your own doing. And especially um, studying psychology as well, you start to learn that like, as you always get told in primary school and that like a lot of the time it's something to do with them. It's um, where they've got stuff going on in their life and instead of expelling that anger back at whatever it is, they um, deflect it onto you. 100% bro, that is facts. When people say bad stuff about you, it is a reflection of them. 100% because you think about it when you personally we've all said mean stuff to people you say those things to those people because you genuinely feel threatened by them you feel like you have to bring them down to your level it's the exact same thing when people talk shit about you so if you have that mindset that'll get you a long way with like you know not really caring about what other people think of you but like what else has helped you remain so positive because you just seem so positive about it. it 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 almost feels like it doesn't really affect you I think I've just grown up with this life really and then I've just yeah it's just a part of who I am just literally what you just said then is the fact okay that makes you Dylan that makes you who you are and people need to start to realize that all the little flaws they have all the little idiosyncrasies they may not like about themselves that actually makes you the awesome person you are that is the reason you have friends. That is the reason you have relationships. That is the reason people like you because you're an individual. There's a song by Chitty Bang. It's called Mind Your Manners. It goes, there is no one like me. That's a fact. There are 7 billion people on this planet and there is not one single person that is exactly the same as you. Let that sink in. Like, honestly, think about that. I don't know about you, but wouldn't that give you some confidence? The fact there is not one single person like you. So instead of sitting there going, damn, I wish I was more like that person. Fuck that shit, bro. Own that shit. 
You know, treat yourself like a king. Start treating yourself like a queen. Be your number one hype man, because I'm going to say it again. There are 7 billion people, if not more, on this planet, and not one single person is like you. So take responsibility for your actions, take responsibility for your flaws, and own them. Realize that they make you the awesome individual that you are. And when you also start to realize that nothing good can come into your world if you are sat there playing the victim, you will honestly change your perspective on life. I know it's hard. I know we're all given different opportunities and I know some people have it better than others. But at the end of the day, we all can make a conscious decision to stop playing the victim and start thinking more positive. And I guarantee you, there's books on it. More positive shit will come into your life when you start thinking more positive, jeez. I just got carried away. This is turning into the most wholesome podcast we've done, but fuck. I get so passionate about this shit. It's going to be pretty deep soon, like the way it's, the way it's tracking. I've got an erection, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Must be love. The thing is, I don't doubt that either. I've got a psychological wholesome erection. I've got a happiness erection. <laughs> What about for people listening that are scared to get involved or think they can't do something or scared they're going to fail? Because obviously going for a, a gold medal at the Paralympics is a massive goal. What would be your advice to people? Would it literally just be just to start trying? Just give it a go. Like I didn't think I was going to be going to the Paralympics for kayaking six years ago or seven years ago now. That's one that's like a sort of like an analogy for life is like in kayaking, when you first start off, the boats are extremely unstable, like they're really skinny. Yeah. So you're just constantly falling in and like having the having the piss taken out of you for it. Yeah. And like you just got to keep getting back in the boat and keep moving on, keep going. Do you think it also helped the fact that you actually enjoyed kayaking and it made you happy? Because I read this thing the other day in a book, funny enough, and um, I think everyone should read this book. It's called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. But basically, in there it says, your sole purpose in life is to find joy and live in a constant state of joy. Because the more happier you are, the more good things come to you. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's what we've been saying all podcasts. It's the fact that Dylan could have played the victim and guess what would have happened? More victim stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to get your advice on this, but my advice would be find what makes you happy in life and run with it. Even if it's not making you any money, like for instance, this YouTube thing that me and Cameron do, for example, is not our full-time jobs. And I'd love to get Cameron's advice on this, but because I get joy out of creating content, it makes me going to my actual job more fulfilling because I know that it's financially putting me in a position where I can chase my dreams and you know what I mean do the things that make me happy which in times makes me a happier individual and guess what happens when you're a happier individual more good shit will come into your world and your dreams will become attracted to you because you are becoming the person that deserves those dreams you are becoming that positive energy source you know what I mean like all the successful people that are out there that we all may look up to do you think they got to where they are because they sat around moping because they're the victim no, they got to where they are because they're literally living their purpose and they took in punt in life. They believed in themselves. So all you really need to do is just start believing in yourself and start doing the things that make you happy more often, even if you can't monetize it because the happier you feel, the more good shit will come into your life and you will eventually make money off it. That's a fact. It will become your world. It will become your job, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like why would you not just take that risk? You may as well just um, do something you want and rather fail at that than getting a boring job and whatever and settling and not trying to do your dream job or whatever. Yeah, Failing I think that, it's something like, that you'd, you'd be your biggest regret. regret. Um, yeah. Oh, facts. Like on your deathbed sort of thing, like um, if you didn't even give it a go, you just mm. got too scared to chase your dream essentially. 100%, bro. I reckon that'd be the world's worst feeling, knowing that you're actually decent at something but you just never had the guts to try it. Because everyone's going to get to a certain age and settle down. Like you may as well 
because it's boring if you just settle down really early and then you don't even have anything to talk to your grandkids about. It's just like, yeah, and you don't oh, yeah, I was an accountant and I worked at McDonald's and that was it. Like, no, you could be like, you know what? I had a crack at freaking kayaking at the Olympics or I had a crack at doing YouTube. Yeah, and like it doesn't even have to be the like the most thrilling sounding thing. Like those two things are like major things that a lot of people would love to do. But like even if it's just your little niche dream, I'm trying to think of something that. Yeah. You know, and I like I said that to my brother because like my brother's done a lot of different like careers and tried a lot of different stuff. And that's why the thing I've always tried to say is like at least if you do a lot of different things and you're always trying to kick off goals that you wanted to do, dreams or whatever you at least know whether you're going to want to do them or not want to do them. And on the course of like trying to do something, you'll figure out whether you were made for it or weren't. 100% bro. Well, it's this whole motto of the podcast is what Dylan's been doing his whole life and it's worked out well for him so far. It's like you can focus on playing the victim, but if you continue on focusing on playing the victim, more victim stuff's going to happen to you. Whereas if you literally just find the positives, you'll just start to realize that more positive stuff will happen to you because that's all you're thinking about. Your life is a reflection of what you think about 24-7. That's just the way it is. I'd love to get your thoughts on, like, obviously being a Paralympian athlete, your teammates and people you come up against, you would hear some crazy stories as to why people are disabled or what's happened to them. Like, are there any stories that stick out to you and go, damn, that's had an effect on my life? One thing I learned from two of my teammates early on in the career was, um, like, one of them had both his legs blown off in Afghanistan. Yeah, that's cool. He was an engineer in the army. He's one of my teammates. He, um, so he was clearing um, mines out in front of a convoy or something out in Afghanistan, like making sure the um, IEDs don't blow up any cars. So he walks around with the um, metal detector and finds him, either digs him up or like marks him so everybody goes around him sort of thing. And he actually stood on one of them. So he had both his legs blown off. And then also like being an adult when that happens, you've lived your whole life with two good legs. Yeah. Where like I was saying before, it's the only life I've ever known. So it's not really... Mm dwelling on anything where those guys would be like oh well yeah i'm life's never gonna be the same this and that like yeah, different all those concerns you would think yeah 100 percent. and then four years later he won a gold medal in kayaking at the paralympics so he'll be one of the faces of it this time you'll probably he's probably been on tv a few times already and is that kind of like inspired you to do the same thing sort of thing no i'm not going to afghanistan if that's no. right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm going in the arm <laughs> yeah um yeah, like he's always been a big part of my career. We've been training together since I was 15 when I started paddling, like since I started getting on the national team. His first year was 2014, I started 2015. Has he like given you like advice and stuff? Like what's some good advice he's given you just in life in general, like just about anything? Um, that's one of those shit happens ones and one of his favorite saying is um, not really related to this stuff is do it and then ask for permission later whenever you don't get um, permission to do something. Just, okay. Just do it and then ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> do it and ask for forgiveness i did that and ended up in jail <laughs> what the hell man so talk us through how you actually got into the sport and like your journey to the tokyo paralympics i suppose when i was 14 my uncle was the head slalom coach for um australia para canoe kayaking became paralympic sport in 2016 so back in 2014 he helped me get my first boat um joined avoca the kite club and then just went from there really started off doing it just for a bit of fun on the weekends and stuff and eventually i got put on a on a rio long list paralympic team long list so started taking it a bit more seriously finished second at the first nationals 
raced at the Milan World Championships in 2015 as the youngest athlete ever, 15 years of age. You have to be 15 to be able to compete at it. Yeah. Um, six months later, qualified for Rio, which is something nobody thought I was going to be able to do. I even had the coach come up to my parents on the day of my final and said, it's a shame we're only going to have five athletes and I was the sixth. Really? Yeah, so not even the coach thought I was going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bro, what the fuck? Yeah, ended up qualifying by point zero zero one of a second, which was <laughs> bloody close. That's crazy. It's like your whole life's been a lottery. So the big question to finish off the podcast, obviously, what we all want to know is what are your chances of winning gold? Now, when people listen to this, you'll be racing in two days. So you'll be racing on Thursday. I'll release this on the Tuesday. So what what are your chances? What should people expect? Will you win gold? I'd say I'm a decent chance for a gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without trying to talk myself up too much, but um, no, definitely. Big old Ukrainian standing in the way. So <laughs> Bro, I'll put the fucking Ukrainian. Yeah, I'll put that on the screen. I was expecting for you to like. It's funny though, because you look at them and you're like, oh, okay, you're not gonna be a chance in this race because they're so big. And yeah. I'm not saying you're not big, but like just based on that, so much older. Uh, no, like I'm only like actually, you're actually getting faster times than them. Yeah, like I'm only about 68 kilos, 67 kilos. Like I'm not. Uh, massive guy but it's a, a lot of it's power to weight as well it's also how much you weigh like how you can manipulate that boat to move there you go fellas it's not about the size of the boat it's about the motion of the ocean yeah there you go <laughs> if he gets gold i'll get a tattoo of comments top choosing all right the comment <laughs> whatever the top comment is on this video this is dangerous if dylan gets gold i promise on our TikTok, I promise on my life, I'll get a tattoo of the, whatever the top comment says. As long as it's not... Like, I'm not getting a swastika tattooed on me. Like, you know what I mean? Can't, <laughs> I know. Can't, Come on. Can't, just has to be something like... TikTok is cooked, bro. There's going to be some weird top comments. This could be... Now I'm saying we don't want him to get gold. <laughs> Dylan's going to be like three, three meters behind off the pace. And he's just going to like kick into fucking seventh gear. Yeah, like, oh wait I forgot about the tattoo Ooh. race induced anxiety well that brings an end to the most wholesome podcast we've ever done here on the game chat podcast like I said I really do hope you take something out of it and implement it in your own life things will get better if Dylan can do it anyone can do it speaking of make sure you clear your calendars Thursday the 2nd of September 10am Dylan will be racing and if he wins that the Friday He'll be racing for gold, and your boy could be getting a tattoo. Let's all show him some love. Let's all get behind him. He's going to need it. He's coming up against a massive Ukrainian dude. He's on Sportsbet. If anyone wants to take a punt on him, it's five bucks. <laughs> but until next episode, I hope everything you're looking forward to goes absolutely swell. It will. If you think positive, things will change in your life. Trust me. I love you, and peace.